In today's ride, we must talk about those people who have recently joined a new job. What's different? How do they change or present themselves in a new environment? What would they do differently from what they did in their previous new job scenario? Given that the pandemic has caused so much of job loss, when someone now gets a new job, they're extremely anxious to make it work and to make it look perfect, to make the right first impression and so on and so forth. And while doing so, they overdo or overcompensate the simple things and therefore complicate the simple things. And it might become very difficult to make a favorable first impression. So what are the two or three things we can do to set it right the first time around? This question comes from one of the listeners, Ms. Ganguly, who asks five questions around taking up a new assignment either amid the pandemic or just immediately after the pandemic, if you will. The five points are, number one, how do we know the culture before joining the team? Number two, establishing a connect with the new clients in a remote setup. Number three, how to get along with a remote boss or team networking in a virtual world. And number four, creating a killer 30, 60, 90 day plan and executing it to the T. And finally, number five, how to gauge if your targets are achievable in the first quarter and therefore doing a course correction. So hold on, are you saying that you are not going to meet your numbers and so course correction? <laughs> Never mind. These are legit questions, good questions. Thank you for your question, Ms. Ganguly. Let me see if you could get something out of it. I'll try and address these questions and I'm guessing this is relevant for so many of you who have taken up a new assignment. So let's dive into this episode of Bus Talk and see where it takes us. Hello and welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your work-life balance or the lack thereof, where we do simple talk in the world of complex commentary, the life around work and sundry. It's for those who need support in strife, stuck in the traffic of work life, hoping to find a method to the madness, joy in sadness, clarity in confusion and sanity in this commotion. Welcome to Bus Talk. Before I dive in, there's one thing all of you must remember, and I remind myself about it as well all the time, that if you are a good player, it's unlikely that you're going to become a bad player overnight. What I mean by that is, if you were good enough to get hired in the previous roles with previous organizations, then chances are you will get hired again, right? And so back yourself, even if the world doesn't back you. I come across a lot of people who for the longest time have had the imposter syndrome and I'm not going to go into the deep dive details into what the imposter syndrome is, do look it up on the web, but that's something which is extremely deterrent to your career. It takes some objective viewing of your skill sets to reassure yourself that you're good enough at the highest level. So always remind yourself that you did some real good work basis which you got 
yourself a career you must have worked in your second job third job or whatever the number of job even if it is your first job the fact that you did well in your education has got you a job and if not education then clearly you have the right attitude like i always say you can teach people skills you can't really teach people to have a great attitude so by all means have a very strong and positive attitude and believe and back yourself let common sense prevail over any kind of doubt about your capability okay now with all that pattern on the back and self motivation bit let's try and understand what is it that we do when we get into new jobs now i want you guys to think first that all of you who joined a new job in 2015 2016 can you take a pen and paper and recollect your first 90 day experience just can you make like five bullet points think about it as in you do this exercise you will realize you perhaps only remember two or three i doubt if you go past five the message here is it's unlikely that you will remember the first 90 days in say 3 years time did your previous first 90 day really accelerate your career if you assume you did all the check boxes right you did everything correct made a great bursting first impression people are like wow you're god's gift to people kind did therefore you get a promotion quicker over time i'm guessing not and on the flip side assume that your first 90 days was a complete mess did that delay your promotion or growth or anything the point that i'm trying to make here is it all evens out in the long run you get enough opportunities to change opinions so anybody trying to tell you that the first impression is the last impression it has perhaps not worked in a corporate environment before there are opportunities that you keep getting to prove your worth to prove your talent and you have to grab them of course this is with the fundamental presumption or assumption that you don't do any basic mistakes when people say basic mistakes that could be by way of integrity by way of faltering on your basic job description or you know the simple simple stuff so assuming you don't do that and you just do average work so let's say how do you define average work so on a scale of 5 think of the appraisal cycle 5 means exceeds expectations or whatever and one being extremely poor so if you are hovering around the 3 mark in the first 90 days that does not mean you're doing a bad job you know it it will be a bell curve right think of the bell curve you will spend the first part of the bell curve in full enthusiasm excitement peaking slowly there will come a time when you'll hit peak of performance and everything there will be a plateau which will follow and there will be a level of disinterest around the 18 month mark or 16 month mark depending on the jobs that you do but my reference to context is mostly in the sales cycle where in in sales jobs mostly where around the 18 to 21 month period people start to reevaluate well did i do well uh, have i attained my numbers what do i do next can i make more money and those kind of questions start to creep in so the point here is you will go through a bell curve bear in mind right there is no escaping that the point is in your first 90 days 
Do you want to come across as overly enthusiastic and not able to sustain it at a later point? Or do you want to come across as overly cautious and then not able to sustain it at a later point in time? What do you do? You fall back on your basic instincts. The stuff that you are made up of. That never changes, right? So, what is your core competency? Are you the friendly types who will sustain the friendliness despite a tough time that might come across in your career in the future? Or are you the quiet and cautious types who opens, who takes time to open up? So if that is the core personality, stick to the core personality. You, your brand value will get created basis your core personality. Like I can just give an example. I am more of a thinker. I was always more of a thinker. I was more of a question asking person. I would not feel shy to ask fundamental questions. Why are we doing this? And so sometimes there would be occasions where people would look at me like, what? You don't ask those questions around here. That didn't bother me, honestly. Not that I disrespected the company culture or anything, but I always backed myself that, look, if you've done well to get in here, you will have to establish your own brand identity, which is not a project. It's a way of life. You know, sometimes people overdo the branding thing, you know. They are like always trying to put up a show. They're trying to mirror the boss and, you know, dress like her and talk like her and think like and, you know, even utter the same language and saying, oh, look, I'm so similar to the company culture. Until one fine day, the reality starts to creep in and in a crucial moment, your true self comes out, which is absolutely contrary to the self that you've been putting up. So my simple task, my simple take on, you know, creating your brand value within the organization is that do something which is a way of life and which is not a project. It's not a project, right? It's not a time-bound effort or an activity. Yes, be mindful about the company culture, but also be yourself. People will recognize originality when they see one. Okay, with that precursor to the conversation let's dive into each of these questions and see if there is uh, if there are smarter ways to handle it question one so how do you know the culture before joining the team yes short answer is you don't well i mean you don't know it fully but here are some things that you can pick up from the interview process one of the questions that I always ask in my interview conversations is, can you help me understand what is the general culture in the team to your interviewer? According to you, what, in your opinion, is the best part about being in this role? Or what are the challenges that you see being in this role, culturally speaking? That's a legit question. The other part you could do to understand the culture of the team is to read up on the web, go to Glassdoor, just do a Google search, but with a bit of caution. Irate employees or the disgruntled employees typically tend to have a very negative feedback. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. There could be many genuine cases as well. But if you go through 100 such comments, negative comments, my sense is about 5 or 10% are 
very very accurate and objectively negative most of them are emotionally negative like i was reading some commentary which said i don't like the job because the cafeteria food is not good i was like seriously yes it is not something that you can ignore but then it's not like a show stopper right so there are lots of emotional outbursts which are not necessarily objective in their assessment so i i take it with a pinch of salt it's like think of the reviews of a particular product that you read before buying like if you're trying to buy a television set if you go through the reviews there will be five star reviews and there will be one star reviews so you're trying to think well then who do i follow right and therefore you do a rationalization that look out of 100 reviews 70% for positive 30% for or 20% for neutral and 5% or 10% were negative if the balance is reverse where you're seeing 70% negative reviews then there has to be an element of truth in it so that's how you would rationalize the content that you read off the web another great example is to talk to people who have exited the organizations if you go search linkedin through your network those people who were previously in those companies in those roles and that's the power of network you know often times linkedin is generally used to ask for that suitable job but what people don't leverage linkedin enough is to check with leaders or other people or other colleagues and say hey i'd like to under- better understand how the work culture is at your organization right now or i see that you worked in this particular organization before i just wanted to establish a channel of communication with you to get an insight into what worked well for you if you can share if it's not too confidential what worked well and what didn't work well so if the again with that same disclaimer if the employee has had a good exit from the organization chances are they will have a very favorable response alternatively if they have not had a great experience then they might bitch about the company they might have tough things to say and it's very difficult for you as an outsider to judge assess understand whether the person is being genuine or not unless and until you are in that position yourself so you'll have to be a bit cautious when you seek such feedback but if you're really keen to know about the culture then this is one part that you can explore but if i were to sum this up for you go with an open mind and an observant mind it won't take you more than two or three team meetings to assess the team culture you don't need to ask anybody you just need to listen so if i were you the first 30 days i would be on a listen only mode don't need to get intelligent don't need to make a big first impression don't need to establish your authority people make this common mistake of overcompensating their excitement and trying to boil the ocean you know they come into the organization with full gusto and say this is not working that's not working let me tell you how it works i have been a subject matter expert on da 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 and so i will change everything and this kind of freaks people out why because they think that this person is not even spend one month in the system and this person is assuming that everything is wrong there might be a lot of things that are working fine 
and there are some constraints which is why that problem exists so restrain 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 from giving any suggestions opinions even if i dare i say if, even if you're asked specifically that hey i know you're new to this what in your opinion could be the solution to this so answer such questions very tactically very diplomatically this is the time you've got to be your diplomatic best yes the other word of diplomacy is being a fence sitter and not throwing your hat in the ring well if that's what it is then it is what it is right so your job right now is to assess the situation so i would respond to situations like hey look i'm just 30 days into the role i'm still playing with the bubble sheets i need a lot more data before i can firm up an opinion about a particular situation that said in my previous organization and it's unfair to compare somewhere a similar situation yielded this particular problem or this particular result not to say the same can be replicated here but i'm happy to investigate a little further and get back to you shortly leave it at that don't go deep dive in saying even if you feel very strongly you know there will be lot of instances where you'll feel very strongly that you know the problem this is just within syllabus but you'll be surprised that as an as you open the book and start flipping through the chapters you realize that uh oh this is a bigger problem that you had originally thought to be and so if in the initial meeting it made this big aha statement that here i have come and i'll solve this problem for you and then in a month's time you make the same complaint that this is not a problem that can get solved then you will make light of your opinion and people will think of you as being impulsive and immature and so not really someone that you can take very seriously so long story short in your first 30 or 60 days i'd imagine it's only listen time and the final point about the first 30 days when people are noticing you the most is to shed the previous organization tag oh when i was in the previous role or my previous job this used to be very common or we did this and we did that and people are like yeah right get over it right you're done now you are here you're no longer there so cut the umbilical cord whatever was there in your previous organization good bad or ugly leave it behind you leave the hangover behind you carry the experience forward the learnings the strong points the knowledge the information that you gained which could which actually helped you bag this job you know so you can't forget those don't delete those its basis those achievements attainments is why you got this role but to constantly refer or reference your previous organization that that's what we did there and that's what they are doing there and somewhere make the organization feel that your previous job was much better and somehow you got yourself here is not the first impression you want to give you want to give them the impression that this is the best job for you and you're really proud to be here at this point in time all right moving on to question 2 establishing a connect with new clients in a remote setup very important you set up a calendar by all means have a periodical meeting 
and you seek permission to have maybe one extra meeting. So for example, if you are set to meet once a week, maybe you could request and see, can we meet twice a week for about a month till you understand and get the hang of things. And then you can reduce it down or dial it back to a meeting a week. That way you use the first meeting just to listen and understand. And the second meeting is to clear doubts that what you understood was correct or not. What people love is that you've done some homework and not randomly come up with spontaneous questions. But you've done some reading by yourself. That here are the three things I understood about the role. Here are the two things I did not understand. Can we set up some time to address these two questions? And so that's a very smart way of establishing a connect. And so if your customer or client is in a remote setup, by all means, ensure that you have time which is well meant and well spent. A safe bet would be to have an intermediary where you have a tag team partnership with a fellow colleague. If you can shadow somebody on the call, that'd be great. It's like the traditional buddy calling or your mentor. And that's something I'd strongly recommend. Go to your manager and seek permission to have a mentor. The mentor, your manager cannot be your mentor, so that you're very clear. The mentor has to be someone who is perhaps outside the department, but very long in the organization or very long in tenure in the role. Preferably someone senior, if you have that privilege, fortune or access, by all means have a mentor. So that there's always someone that you can bounce off your thoughts with without having to worry about being judged or appraised. So seek that permission and get yourself a mentor. Very important. And last but not the least, when you're trying to establish connect with new clients, ensure that the basics are done, that you are up to date about the history of that relationship, that business, that account, what have you. What people don't like is to have to repeat and get you up to speed of what all that has happened, right? So make sure you do as much homework to gather the historical data, information, knowledge about that particular process, situation, business, what have you, so that the information your client shares with you is almost as if passing the baton from the previous person and you have hit the ground running. That's the impression you want to give. You don't want to give the impression that, oh my God, I have now go have to go back to chapter one and explain all the 10 chapters before I get this person to chapter 12. And the last point here is in 30 days time or perhaps in 60 days time, circle back with your client to check if there was any part that you specifically needed to look into or improve or change over the last interactions that you've had. So it'll give them a good time to assess you, which is 60 days. And therefore, they will be able to highlight, articulate that, you know, yes, these three things were excellent, but you might want to revisit this one particular point or two points. And then you can work towards fixing that. So seeking feedback after that is a good thing. But remember, you have to have done the necessary homework. All right, quickly moving on to the third point, how to get along with a remote boss or team. 
networking in a virtual world? Well, my guess is it starts from the interviewing process, right? Your hiring manager, your boss, you would be interacting with the new hiring manager after the final, during the course of the interview and after the final interview, you will keep in touch. In fact, good hiring managers keep in touch once you have accepted the offer and before you join. In the interim, you have this one quick conversation that yes, everything is on track, I am getting set and you also reach out and or connect with your new manager the day or two before you join. You set to join on Monday, by all means connect on a Thursday or a Friday in case there are any last minute preparations or changes that you need to do. Your conversation with your hiring manager is an ongoing thing, right? It's They need to feel confident about you as much as you need to feel confident about them. So give it time, right? They have selected you, you have got the job, congratulations. And one of the key factors there is that the hiring manager found you to be competent, found you to be highly relevant to the given job description and that's why you've got the job. They already have a positive impression about you. Now it's your job to build on that positivity because if they were not positive, clearly you wouldn't have had the job, right? So that's a good starting point. In your one-on-one with your manager after you've joined, clearly seek feedback about the team culture. What are the do's and don'ts? What has been the general trend? Who should be your go-to person within the team? And so on and so forth. Again, a good manager shares all of this information, even if you don't ask, but in the event it slips their mind or they don't share, it's perfectly legitimate for you to ask these questions that what can you share about the general culture of the team? And is there any particular trait that the team believes in that I need to inculcate or develop or be watchful about. Last but not the least, networking in a virtual world. Ensure that you're available at your work hours. The last thing people want to see is that there is a meeting going on and your dog walks across the room and you're busy feeding the dog or the pressure cooker has gone up in the background or suddenly you know you are doing something else they want to make sure that the time that you've been given to work you're actually available in those eight hours or those nine hours whatever your time is your job duration is you're always available very critical especially in the first 60 90 days when they're getting little when they're evaluating are observing you that much more closely so you're going to make sure that you're available for all meetings you turn up for all conference calls and you're attentive you're paying attention taking notes and it's not something that you have to make believe or put on right i mean doing a job is a serious thing right it's not supposed to be a walk in the park so it's not like a stroll that you can look here and there it's a serious business you're getting paid the top dollar to execute a role and so therefore it shouldn't be surprising that someone expects the highest degree of commitment and seriousness that you bring to the table right so you know especially in a virtual scenario please ensure that you answer phone calls check messages check emails and make it that make an habit of returning emails within two hours or less ideally like within 30 minutes if you can look you might not even have the answers but just say acknowledged 
mail receive let me get back to you or give me 30 minutes i'll get back to you even that email is good to suggest that you are on top of the business so you're not trying to show your manager or management that you're extremely busy and you're very hard working it also means that you this is something that you have to sustain over a period of time right so this is the way you are is the impression that you want to give that you're professional you're on the button at all available work hours which is expected of you that's the impression you want to give okay moving on to the fourth question creating a killer 30 60 90 day plan and executing it well this is the simplest thing right you have to create a 30 60 90 degree 90 day plan to what you've understood run it past your manager and they will make the change on the points which you need to change which you need to edit adapt or manage or add a 30 60 90 day plan in your view should have an accountability should have a measurability and if there is one thing that you need to worry about a 30 60 90 day plan is what help do you need what are your asks if there are 10 tasks assigned to you in the first 30 days do you have the tools do you have the data do you have the information available with you right at the start and get that understanding clear with your manager while you review that 30 60 90 day plan that well here are the 10 10 things i'm going to do in the first 30 days but i have information for only six i hope you're okay with that and can you help me with the balance four if the manager says look i don't have any information you are good with six then that's what becomes your 30 day plan and so you replicate the same for the 60 day plan and the 90 day plan course correct by the 45th day don't wait till the 60th day reach the 45th day ask a question that it's been 45 days here are the things that are shaping up good bad or ugly do a dipstick check if it's a green light then don't worry about anything aim straight for the 90 day mark and so when you get to about the 70th or 75th day which is just about 10 15 days or say 2 weeks before the 90th day gear yourself to hit the highway you know all this while people were saying oh you're new take your time understand the system but post the 90 day period people will start to really no longer view you as a newbie and you should shed that tag as well anybody saying oh she's just new just tell them look no it's already 90 days i'm no longer new ask me the questions and so this so that you are able to be in a position to make that statement that prep has to begin by the 75th day or 70th day and i'm just giving you guidelines don't get too caught up about whether it's 75 or 73 all i'm saying is a week or 10 days before the 90th day ensure that you're already operating at the highway level you're operating at the same level of productivity that of the top performer on the floor if not the top performer at least the top 3 or 4 people that is the help that you seek from your manager that if the top performer is generating 10 opportunities a week and you are struggling to get to 6 or 7 what are the two or three things that you need to do to get to a 8 or 9 seek that information seek that help 
and then hit the ground running. So by the time you exit the 90 day mark, you're somewhere in the top three, top four in the team. And that should be your goal. If you get to be the top, then nothing like it. But my guess is you should at least be in the top four by the end of the 90 day mark. And so your 90 day plan is most likely something that will not be surprising to neither your manager or her manager or the management in general. Make sure that people understand what you're doing. Have a, did you know who I am and what I am doing? Meetings with other people as well. People who are not directly impacting your business. Like, have you gone and spent some time with the HRBP, with the training, with the finance guy, with the support desk and everybody. So people should know that you've arrived, you're there and you just want to say hello. And that's how you build new networks, right? And so it's just not that you cocoon yourself within the team and, you know, stick to two people. You have to go and meet other people and people, it's the easiest introductions to make that, you know, hey, I'm new. Did you know what I do? Do you know what my team does? Do you know my manager? And so on and so forth. And people get that, right? I mean, people have done that themselves. So there's nothing wrong with you introducing yourself. I mean, bear in mind, don't get, you know, don't become too overbearing in this process that you're missing out on your core job and you're going around calling everybody and saying, hey, do you know who I am? Uh, typically, when we used to go to office, uh, it was much easier as you walk in the corridor towards your cafeteria. Those are easier, you know, you bump into someone and have a quiet conversation slightly more difficult in you know virtually speaking but nevertheless nothing uh, it all begins with your manager right so you ask your manager who are the two or three people i should say hello to and then use her reference or their reference to say hello to this other person so it, people get to know you and remember the more people know you the more questions they will ask so disclaimer there <laughs> so beware what you ask for it just might come true <laughs> okay Let's move on to the final question. How to gauge if your targets are achievable in the first quarter and do a course correction if need be? Look, if you've done your 30, 60, 90 day plan, like I mentioned before, chances are that your numbers will be on target. But here's one thing that you need to keep in mind. As a salesperson, never say no to a number or even if you're not a salesperson, right? If there's a particular ask from the business, never say no. Instead, ask help, right? Give you an example. If, for example, the goal is to get to $100,000 of revenue in one quarter, and by your calculation, you see that you could perhaps only get to $70,000 in closed business, so there is a deficit of $30,000. So how do you bridge this gap? So the legit question to ask is, if I need to bridge these this gap of 30K in revenue, what are the three things I should be doing? And if you know that already, ask that. That if, well, if I do need to bridge this gap, then I need ABC. It could be a better database, it could be lesser meetings, or it could be as in lesser internal meetings. It could be time off from or exempting you from some of those smaller training programs. And mind you, they also get very pissed off if you miss trainings. But I'm just saying, so 
you also have to have an ask right well if i have to do 10 things i i'm only able to do 6 that if i need to bridge the delta then my ask is abc can you help me with abc so spend time in understanding what you need to deliver that goal instead of refusing to deliver that goal instead of freaking out and saying oh my god i'm not going to be able to do this the right way to approach it is yes i'm going to do it but here is the help that i need i already have this bit of information this part is missing hey miss manager or hey mr manager is there a way you can help me bridge this gap it's a more rational way of approaching a target or a goal and so therefore you won't need that bigger course correction if your manager herself says look i can't give you these five things but you i can give you these three and so there will be this understanding that you can only do seven on 10 and that's would be a good job you know that's one question that i've always asked my all my managers right at the beginning on day 1 of the quarter question is and drum rolls in the background if you can hear any is what constitutes a good job hey mr manager or ms manager what are the three things that i should do that equal a good job done you know it's very easy to simplify and dismiss it off and say if you're in a sales role yeah just do your revenue that's it but you've got to probe deeper and say no 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 can you give me three additional things that constitute a good job specifically ideally if you could get it across an email that would be even better because it documents what constitutes a good job right at the start but bear in mind if you don't deliver end of the quarter then the same email can be used against you so there's no hiding right in, in large organizations the systems are built in such a way that you can't sit in some corner and do something that nobody will know the systems and the reports and the dashboards are such that every single one of you is visible to the management don't think that they are not looking if you missed a number over the week or the number is dipped thanks to you know color coding and conditional formatting in the excel sheet if the productivity is slowed down it automatically the cell automatically turns red and so you know exactly against which name uh, that red cell is highlighted and so yes i'd still say that ask what constitutes a good job at least you know what you need to do and therefore the good part the positive way to look at it is that end of the quarter if you have delivered on all those three get a sign off from your manager like at the beginning you said these three things if i do that would constitute a good job look i have done all these three and therefore you get an appreciation mail and so on so forth and that's how you begin your branding that you deliver what you promised right it's a good personality trait to have to show to display within the organization and you replicate it remember it's not a project you're not doing this to impress this is how you are and therefore this consistency over a period of time will show and i'll just give a rough analogy before closing this up uh, there was this situation at work where lot of us were not meeting customers directly and so the dress code at work was relaxed in the sense you could wear 
jeans and a t-shirt to work and this is way back when right when the order of the day was to be formal but there was this one colleague of ours who would wear a formal dress with a tie and a jacket and everything and many of us thought well it's a passing phase he's trying to impress and it'll go away and maybe in six months he'll just become like us and so on and so forth but fast forward 10 years he still does that you know and that's to his credit it's a good thing right that's because it was not a project to impress anyone it was something that he truly believed in he believed in so called power dressing i don't know if that really worked for him for you know, creating an impression to get promoted or not but he believed that having a power dressing really works and so he's continued to do that he's not changed and so the point i've been highlighting and it's a common commentary across this podcast today is be original which is sustainable if you pretend to be something then it is not sustainable and therefore you come across as inconsistent in behavior and thought process in delivery which is detrimental to a career so consistency is a good thing it's like a sign of maturity well that's all i had to share about these five points and if you've enjoyed it if you've agreed to it if you've disagreed with it do please leave a message comment or a shout out on any of my social media handles and be glad to address them in the next episode i hope some of these insights truly help you and i wish all of you new joiners the very best of luck do well make yourself proud and i'm sure someday all of us will stand up and clap for all of you good luck Well, that's all for now. I hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts. And if you did, do tune in to the other episodes of Bus Talk. Yes, you could share them on Facebook or Twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content. And if you need to talk to me or reach out to me, you can use the Twitter handle Hashtag #gyanban spelled as g y a n b a n one word or email me on gyanban at gmail dot com again spelled as g y a n b a n n. Be sure to tune in next week. There is a fascinating episode coming up for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well, and bring your A game to work. Ciao.